It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Clark Show. Thanks for coming along for the ride every Tuesday. Again, yeah, wherever you got this one, boom, you can get it. Uh, we prefer if you go to jlnkshow.com. You can stay up to date, all things Jason Lee Clark Show uh, on the mother page, including links to the terrestrial show, all the social media. Uh, all the crap is right there, jlnkshow.com. And again, if you dig this podcast, please share it on social media so that more people can dig the podcast. Yeah, why would you not share something so great that you get so much joy out of with all your friends? Don't you want them to smile and laugh along? Or are you a hater that's going to hate? All right, we'll get into the podcast here today. We're going to find out, uh, we're going to learn a lot of stuff today in a very short amount of time. Uh, We're going to talk about whether your penis can get frostbitten. The answer is yes. Yes, your pecker can get frostbite. What was he doing outside without a jacket on? We're going to learn about puppy play. It's a fetish. We're going to learn about how much money you can make getting into the puppy play game. We're going to find out just the headline. I'm going to cold read there's the entire gonna, thing. There's going to be one thing in this puppy play that we'll either tap tap in or tap out on, I guarantee you. Uh, and then the dollar amount will bring you back around really quick. And then we'll cold read this together. What makes the Eiffel Tower threesome position so damn hot? <laughs> I don't even know what follows that headline. I love the headline so much. That we'll just bring it up and cold read it. Uh, also, have the worst. Uh, the wor- it's because you get to look directly into another dude's eyes. <laughs> See, that's that's kind of where. Hey, that's where that the high five him. That's where the plane begins to shimmy and shake for me a little bit, and I think there might be something wrong with the engine here. You know, oftentimes I'll be making love and I'll decide. You know, what this is really lacking. The I just I wish I could look into another person's eyes and high five them. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll get into that, and then we have truly, uh, when we get to the uh, worst person on the planet, it is a horrifying story. Uh, but all that is on the way. Let's begin right here. This is, this is kind of a fascinating look uh, at the human psyche, and this is also fun, too, because uh, we get to uh, uh, lyrically uh, go through some songs about infidelity. Hmm. But they found, according to brand new research, uh, this is from... Uh, uh, the American Journal of Psychology. I had it right in front of me, but they talked about how uh, the entire thing is a study in how popular music affects the way that we live our lives. What's fascinating about this is the fact that um, if you listen to songs about infidelity, all right, if you listen to songs that are uh, pro cheating, if they're pro cheating, if it's the positive aspects of cheating, women are more are less likely to forgive you for being unfaithful. But if you listen to songs, if she, not not we, she hears songs that are only negative in regards to infidelity, she's more likely to forgive you. What's that song with the girl carving a name into a four-wheel drive? Oh, the uh, uh, think about before seats. he cheats. Yeah, yeah before he cheats. Uh, Carrie Underwood, I believe. Not like the other David Allen Coe song you listen to, Eatin' Ate Cheatin'. I don't know why I chose to do that. This was a pretty nice podcast we were putting together, and I chose to shit all over it. Uh, Strangers by Day, Lovers by Night is a Stevie Wonder classic, right? Uh, it's uh, the part-time lover song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the lyrics include, I had them in front of me here a second ago, uh, call up, ring once, hang up the phone to let me know you made it home. Don't want nothing to be wrong with a part-time lover. 
If she's with me, I'll blink the lights to let you know tonight's the night for me and you, my part-time lover. Whoa. Obviously, that's a positive reflection of infidelity, correct? Until Mrs. Wonder finds out about it, then she's going to be upset because he's talking about all the good things. Uh, According to brand new research, uh, pointing out the positives has some drawbacks if you do get caught cheating. All right. She is less likely to forgive you. Um, It says, uh, according to the team and their findings, they were surprised. They expected songs about the benefits of cheating would help normalize infidelity and make it more trivial. However, women, this has not been women, became less tolerant of the cheating. Lyrics about the negative effects of cheating on the unfaithful, meanwhile, made women more likely to stick with your man. Oh. Uh, they get into the way that songs affect your behavior and feelings. They call it script therapy or script theory. Which basically just plays out like a movie script where they already, because they've already because the negative aspects have already been pointed out, they already begin to feel sympathy for the person who is getting the negative. Oh. Hmm. So they began to sympathize with that person. Now, the way they went about it, uh, they got uh, they got two groups. The first group, group was played a song uh, about the positive sentiments of infidelity. <laughs> I love cheating. It's the greatest thing in the hey, world. Hey, some of these songs are really funny. Uh, the first one was... If you leave by Destiny's Child, and then for the men they played "Cannot Let You Go" by Fabulous. So the women's lyrics from Destiny's Child says, "If you leave her, I'll leave him. We'll pack our bags. Don't say a word. Let's go far away to another place. Let's hide away, just you and me." Those okay. are all. That all it all makes it all sound pretty nice. Yeah, it does. Uh, for the guys, I'm not gonna lie. This is kind of sexy. She's my pinch hitter. <laughs> When the starting lineup ain't playing right, <laughs> I come off the bench with a. It might sound like I'm gassing you, but it took, but it took time to get from the back seat to the passenger. We've been creeping and sneaking just to keep it from leaking. We so deep in our freaking, then we don't sleep on the weekend. Again, masterfully crafted lyrics by Mister Fabulous. Hey. She's my pinch hitter. <laughs> the starting lineup ain't playing right. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> we understand what he's saying. <laughs> I can't help but notice that the starting lineup ain't playing right tonight. Perhaps I should call in a pinch hitter. Uh, and then they played uh, songs about the negative effect, and they chose they used "Unfaithful" by Rihanna because I know that he knows I'm unfaithful, and it kills him inside. Jeez. That's no good. I could see him dying. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be the reason why. Yikes. That's dark, man. Well, he knows about it, and he's still staying with you. So, I mean, you know. They also, they she also, is Rihanna, though. Yeah, I, I would say I would. She can do whatever she wants. She can do it right from <laughs> me. Yeah, she's cheating on me constantly. But, I mean, <laughs> fuck, dude. It's Rihanna, man. Uh, they also use confessions by Usher. I got a chick on the side with a crib and a ride. I've been telling you so many lies. Ain't nothing good. It's all bad. I just want to confess because it's been going on so long. I would left. I would have left that line out yeah, of the song. I'd be like, it literally just fucking happened. Uh, uh, it, 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 you this could shit be writing. Just started last weekend. Yeah, you could be writing the song if you're Usher. But I would. Re- I would read that line. And say, no, 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 no. That's not the line that I want in there at all. Girl, I've been doing you so wrong. I want you to know that. And then, of course, obviously, at the end of the study, after they go through all of that, they find out that uh, as long as uh, it's negative, they feel like you've 
you've you've caught enough shit because of the infidelity okay. they began to they began to sympathize and you're more likely to get out of whatever problem you're in mm. which is a lot a pinch hitter yeah because the start lineup ain't playing right <laughs> that's fucking smooth right there um <laughs> something you would never say at home mm-mm. you better be playing right we're gonna call bench player pitch hitter I'm just going to walk in and, like, you know, stroke my arm yeah. like I'm calling it. Yeah, call it a side. Yeah, like tap the, tap the point of my nose and rub my arm. Oh, oh Jason's walking out to the dugout. This can't be good. Ooh, he's looking for a lefty. <laughs> looking for a handy. All right, so uh, we got a guy here who's concerned. He lives in Alaska, and I'm sure this is a pretty common concern when you live up in that godforsaken place. He may have gotten his, his pecker frostbitten. This packer was outside, fucking around with no coat on. Uh, unnamed man in Alaska is looking for some advice, so he went to Reddit. His very personal problem, as the story goes, this man and his lady were headed out of town for a weekend getaway. He didn't like being bundled up in the car, so he was wearing a light jacket along the way. He saw two old ladies who were in trouble as their SUV had gotten stuck in the snow. Our guy... Hopped out, spent 20 minutes getting the ladies unstuck. Oh, step Alaska, man. We're stuck in a snowbank. There's a downside. His legs were rosy in color from being out in the fridge and air for so long. That's to be expected, right? Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. But the tip of his Johnson was an (laughs) unhealthy purple color. He makes a note that the color is slowly coming back after a few days, but he reports that it's been feeling tingly. He's opted not to share this with his girlfriend. Well, she probably caught a glimpse of the <clears throat> unhealthy purple tip. To me, this sounds like he's setting it up for something else. Yeah. He's like, wow, the damnedest thing, the tip of my pecker's, uh, it's a its a weird color. And I, it, it's giving off heat. Yeah. I loved a woman who was unclean. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't have said anything either. I no. mean, smart on that guy. So here's the deal. My penis was outdoors. It was exposed. Remember when you helped those two old ladies out of the ditch? Well, I'm pretty sure that one of them gave me frostbite. How cold is it that you can get frostbite on your dick? He had pants on. Uh, it's got to be incredibly cold. You know, we get that every year when they say, you know, it's going to be 20 below. Don't forget, you can only be outside for eight and a half seconds before something yeah. freezes and falls off. Uh, yeah, they, they said, yeah, there's a, a, an ample, exactly, there's ample opportunity for you to get a frostbite on your packer. I had no idea. I mean, I imagine if if there's any... I mean, but I also tuck mine firmly between my thighs when I go outside to keep it warm. Yeah. Protect it. If your fly's down, you run the risk, right? Any chance that you have of air getting up in there and, uh, you know, freezing that little guy. So why is it seeping? And why is there a a sore? Uh, That's that's weird. Yeah, frostbite. It happens on Everest all the time. I saw it. All right, here, before we get into this uh, puppy play, whatever the hell this is, and the ungodly amount of money that you can make from being a puppy, man, there are some weird dudes out there that will pay for stuff, anything. Uh, Let's get into that. I just want to cold read this really quick. I found this as we were walking into the studio. Uh, The headline says, what makes the Eiffel Tower threesome position so damn hot? For the uninitiated, that's when a woman is on all fours. One man is behind her doing his business. The other man is at her front on her face doing his business and then they high five over her back yeah They're facing each other it's uh it's an odd look um yeah the high five is very important but the gazing into another man's eyes i think that's the odd part of the eiffel tower that i don't understand although you know what i know it's every guy's dream to get a threesome but you know i don't 
Is it is it the same for women? They're like, dude, I would love to get railed by two guys. I mean, they don't really talk about it, but what if that's it? And the woman's like, yeah, fucking Eiffel Tower is super hot. So how does the Eiffel Tower differ from a spit roast? Uh, it's the hand-to-hand contact at the top position that gives the Eiffel Tower its name. In the, For those who don't know, in the spit roast position where the person in the middle is skewered, so to speak, there is no hand touching. So the only thing that changes a spit roast to an Eiffel Tower is the hand touching. The good game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So you don't get bogged down as to whether you're technically in the Eiffel Tower or the spit roast position, um, unless you're really into mid-sex high fives. The dis- uh, the distinction between hey, the two doesn't hey, really matter. What if you go to high five and he holds your hand? What if he goes to shake it and then you end up in that weird high five fist bump handshake situation yeah, and nobody can or, fucking figure it out? You put the handshake out. He's got the fist bump. But you just put your hand over his fist. Yeah. And you don't know when it's supposed to let go. Also, how long do you keep your hands contacted with his? You're like rock, paper, scissors. I want to complete the act, but I don't want to be rude and like overstay my hand touch. It says, what's so good about the Eiffel Tower position? The threesome configuration can be hot for everyone involved. The partners on either end are getting plenty of genital detention. I think that's the most important part, yes. genital detention. Anytime you can get genital detention, it's a pretty good day. But that, they say, is just the beginning of the appeal. It also provides a sense of domination as well as visual stimulation. You can look down and see a person being penetrated at both ends. Or you can look at each other. <laughs> hey, this, hey, this is terrible. Like this. Why did you still have your shirt on, guy? <laughs> hey. Also, who, who invited you here? He's like a fat kid at the pool. Yeah. <laughs> come on, buddy. You can take your shirt off. I'm like, come on, look at me. I, I took my shirt off. Take your shirt off. It says right here. Are you wearing socks? They can look down and see the person being penetrated at both ends. Or they can look at each other and enjoy the mirroring of each other's pleasure. (laughs) No, thank you. No. (laughs) I'm going to put on these really dark sunglasses. I encourage you to do the same. Uh, There's a sense of camaraderie in the Eiffel Tower position. It's got to be like working out of the gym. You just don't want to make eye contact with anybody. I would just look down. Oh, yeah. I would look down and focus on what I was doing. I'm looking down on us right now. Yep. Uh, the Eiffel Tower position, you and your best bud are dominating this person together, and you're sharing a sexual experience for the person in the middle. Yeah, you might not be a best bud. It could be some guy you just met. There's an element of submission when you're in the middle. That can be very arousing. Submitting is hot because it's a chance to relinquish power. Surrendering to pleasure. I think he used to smoke cigarettes, and that was their tagline. <laughs> surrender to the pleasure. Newport. <laughs> oh, no, it was alive with pleasure. I like surrender to pleasure better. <laughs> Newport, surrender to the pleasure. That sounds like something a sub would say. <laughs> uh, there's also a feeling of sexual accomplishment. If you're in the middle, you're taking two dicks at the same time. You're a goddamn sex machine. Not everyone... Not everyone can give a great blowjob while getting plowed, they say, but you, yes, you can. It sounds like that was that old Bud Light commercial, the Everyday Heroes. Yeah. (laughs) Here's to you, guy or girl who can take two dicks. Not to mention the penetration can feel damn good, regardless (laughs) of your gender, sexual orientation, or your genitals. If you are with somebody uh, who loves giving, then it's win-win. Finishing, they say, oh boy. Here's where the cleanup begins. Finishing the act might be the best part. You're only responsible for wiping off your own jizz, right? 
Think about when you're having sex and you get into the rhythm that puts you into the sexual flow state. A simultaneous orgasm. Now, imagine entering the flow state with not just one, but two partners. Three simultaneous orgasms, they say. Erecting the tower is fun, but not as fun as when it uh, collapses in a collective climax, they say. Whoa, I didn't think about this either. Are there any cons to the Eiffel Tower position? Uh, I would say yeah. What do you do if your partners are vastly different heights? It can be tricky to make everything line up. They said they recommend using a pillow or a sex wedge. <laughs> uh, I think I had a salad, like a yeah, sex yeah. wedge salad. Yep, delicious. Uh, it could be uncomfortable for the person in the middle, especially if they're not used to being uh, on their knees. That's a drawback too. What are some variations of the Eiffel Tower position? See what happens when the person in the middle flips over on their back, which may require the partners on the end to get on all fours. That sounds like a that sounds like a game of twister. Anything that might physically exhaust me before the actual act begins, man, just could no. If I could pull a hammy, I don't yeah. want to be a part of it. All right, so what is uh what's puppy play? If it involves in any way cleaning up a feces, I'm out. Like rubbing someone's nose in it. I think that might have taken it to the extreme. Oh. I don't. I don't oh, think. I, it, oh, you know what I mean. Never mind then. I, I meant like you know, puppy plays a sexual fetish. Um, it's a playful relationship between a dom and a sub, okay. which is a dominant and a submissive. The dom essentially puts a collar and a leash on the puppy, and the puppy gets treated as such. Guys who are in, uh, guys who are into playing doggy style says it gives them an escape from human problems. Oh, dudes that want to be the puppy. Uh, the puppies also say that it is it gives them an animalistic feeling, and that's a huge turn on. So it could be a guy or a girl; it doesn't matter. But you get treated like a puppy. Yeah. What if I told you you could bring you could bring home ten thousand dollars a month? I'd learn to live with bark, it. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I'd go crap in the yard. It works for both men and women. Uh, there's one puppy girl online. She has an OnlyFans page. She's raking in a little over $10,000 a month making videos of herself, playing fetch, begging for food, or be taking, uh, being taken on walks. Boy, there's something oh, I want the fucking uh, world to see. Hey, you threw your neighborhood. Hey, Jason. Bark, 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 bark. Yeah, hey, neighbor I, guy. I'd skip out on that. No. Uh, for ten grand a month, though, I would change my opinion, probably. Although, what would you do if you saw somebody walking their husband through your neighborhood? That'd be like, well... well his name must be Cuckold. He has completed the circle. Uh, puppy girl Jenna begs for food under the table at a cafe. Oh! While her owner... In, in fucking public? No way. What if you ran into your boss? Like, well, I saw you, saw you over the weekend. You were under a table begging for scraps and sniffing dongs. In another video, she's told uh, she gets in trouble. Uh, she gets told because she gets told that she peed on the floor and locked in a cage. She didn't actually pee on the floor, though. Uh, I fucking hope not. I hope not. What are those things people laid out puppy pads? No, 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 no. Um... Plus, imagine if you're into this. How do you find out if your partner is or not? You're like, so, hear me out. 
What if I was a dog? Oh, boy. Uh, this one guy says, I came across Jenna's video the same way anyone comes across anything on TikTok by swiping aimlessly through your For You page. Since posting her first video in March, she has achieved viral fame. She has 182,000 followers, many of whom support her monthly income of $10,000 and more on OnlyFans. It's insane. Every says week, Jenna the puppy. Every week on this podcast, we have a new story of somebody making ten grand or more a month on OnlyFans, and I'm starting to feel left out, man. I never thought my weird dog kink would be looked up, looked upon by a broader audience, or that so many people would care or like it. It blows my mind, she says. It's not no, it's not that people dig it that blows your mind. You're, you're fucking making ten grand a month. That would blow anybody's mind. I can't believe I'm making all this money. I'd have the time of my life. Yeah, my, my mind is blown. And you know she's not working every day, all day. It's probably like an hour or two here every once in a while. Hey, do a video, what, once every three days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, i got to put a video together, then I'm going to have the entire weekend Ten grand. do whatever I want. Ten grand. For those who need a refresher, essentially it's role-playing as a dog by barking, crawling on all fours, wearing a collar, chewing on a toy. It's a fetish rooted in the BDSM. Previously involved bondage gear. Uh, oh, like large leather dog masks known as hoods. You know, back in our day, they were just gimps. Yeah. I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking wear a dog head. That's for sure. Um, well, although if no one recognized me, I would wear a dog hood. You're right. I would, ta- I would request the dog hood. <laughs> All right, I'm going to walk you yeah, around the neighborhood. I'm going to need you to pee on this fire hydrant. I'll be like, please, let me wear the dog head, please. You know, Warren, I saw a big fat dog over the weekend that had your exact tattoos. That's weird. What? Yeah. Rough? I mean, what? Uh, one lady says, I love the feeling of being owned, the feeling of being protected and loved. I'm at my most comfortable during puppy play. Uh, she discovered the fetish when she met another pup at a kink convention in Chicago. That's right over there. Hey, uh, hey what if you find out that you're you're like, okay, I'll I'll try puppy play for you, but then you're like the owners of the dogs in my old neighborhood. I just take you out to the yard and chain you up and leave you there for nine months out of the year. Yeah, I'm like, this is bullshit, man. I'm like, you can't come in. Sorry, puppy play. Yeah. Yep. You can't bark at people who bike by though. She said she uh, met the other pup at a kink convention in Chicago. There was a gay man who encouraged her to experiment with the role. She said she loved it, and she was all in straight away. Wow. Uh, She says it's easy to see why straight vanilla-ish couples who have never dipped their toe into the BDSM pool might find leather-covered pups intimidating. But. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. What if you break into a house and you're... You're expecting like a Doberman or a German Shepherd, but you get like a man puppy. Okay, it says, uh, I do notice another one of the ladies who's into it. Uh, It is increasing in appeal for straight couples. I do notice it becoming more common for straight couples, says Danny, a puppy girl who shares sexy videos with her boyfriend owner, Jack. She believes that removing some some of the pet play elements like hoods and harnesses has made it uh, more palatable. For uh, straight couples that are starting to venture into this area, and has opened the door for more straight couples to experiment. I'm looking at Danny right now. She is a fucking smoke show. Really? Yeah. And she's wearing a tail. I wonder what that attaches to. Well, nice. I guess I imagine the people being into this would be like more close look like actual dogs but uh, uh, she's a 10 huh uh they say it's more of a fetish light 
So you're not like heavily involved in that weird old, you know, hey, somebody called the spider. I got a gimp in the basement. It's not that. You're just kind of easing into it. Oh, my God. And it's expensive. It's expensive to be a dog? Uh, they've spent uh, an estimated Danny, the smoke show here, who I'm staring at, mostly well, gotta nude. Got to get shots. Spayed, uh, neutered, probably. Spent an estimated $300 recently on ears, collars, harnesses, bowls. Oh, I got to drink water out of a bowl and other puppy gear, most of which can be found on Etsy. Or you can even go to the real pet store. Well, if the people at PetSmart should be trying out one of those flea collars, I'm like, do you have this in a bigger size? I'm like, uh, my dog's neck's pretty close to this. Or one of those big cones. Yeah. I keep, I, I can't, I'm wearing this because I can't leave my genitals alone. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. So this girl that just got into it six months ago was making ten grand a month. Let's take a look at what kind of dough is Danny and her owner, Jack. My revenue has increased a hundred times since I moved to Puppy Play content. She used to do some regular content. She tells uh, LAD uh, Bible, uh, I'm making six figures every month. Fuck it, you. Um, Meanwhile, Jason and I are out here doing this podcast for no fucking money. Trying to get our hustles on, yo. Um. Would you do this kind of stuff for OnlyFans if you knew you could get six figures a month? Yeah, if I lived where nobody knew me. I absolutely love these videos. They're so funny. Uh, she doesn't mind being labeled weird. No, because it is super weird. It's usually a big joke. I can tell if it's mean-spirited or not, and that's okay, too. I'm okay that not everybody understands this puppy play thing. Um, uh, the niche is lucrative. Puppy play is a fetish. The straight world still is its infancy. Yeah, my revenue has increased 100 times. Danny and Jack, sexy puppy play videos, pull in. Oh, my God. Two of the puppy... uh, But two of the puppy girls that Vice spoke to were keen to point out that the fetish is more about... is more than just surface-level sexual gratification and power games. Both say it has improved their romantic relationships. Oh. Uh, One woman... She goes by at dumb puppy girl. <laughs> Told me she dabbled in the puppy play and other fetishes for years before meeting her boyfriend. Uh, we have deepened our interest in pet play together over time, she says. Now it's part of my daily life, not just a sexual way. In fact, I wear a collar 24-7 with my puppy tag on it. Whoa. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to keep an eye open for that shit when I'm on public now. Hey, I t- just thought you were wearing some sort of hot topic goth collar. Maybe it's a dog collar. Hey, ten grand a month. Yeesh. Ten grand a month. Yeah, so if you're looking to make a little bit of cheddar, and you know how we crave the cheddar. Yes, we do. Father, we crave the cheddar. All right, here's our worst person. Hey, Just, what, do you, what do you do that first month? You crack six figures. Like, I, I, I can't fucking believe it. And I, Internet weirdos are giving me and money. And guess what? You want to tell everybody. I mean, yeah. it's a natural reaction. You're like, hey, I've discovered a great way to make money, and I would like to tune you in on it, too. Well, what do I have to do? Well, see, that's where it gets weird. And this is where you're probably going to stop me. But I'm just telling you, the money is out there. You just have to go get it. I would rather have a, a family member come to me and tell me about a great way to get rich and have it be an OnlyFans than have them be like, oh, well, you here's know. Here's Amway. Yeah, here's fucking pyramid scheme number 16. All right, here we go. Worst person on the planet. Uh, Child care is very expensive. So one new mom was delighted when her mother-in-law offered uh, to come watch their two-month-old son for free. Wow. When the mom went back on maternity uh, after maternity leave. The arrangement was doing well for everybody for many weeks until the mom checked in on the baby cam 
and saw something that left her shocked and horrified. Meemaw was breastfeeding the grandchild. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's expired milk! Uh, She tried to call her mother-in-law while her mother-in-law was breastfeeding the child. She wouldn't pick up the phone. She's like, pick up the phone, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. Um... So she watched on camera as her mother-in-law tried to be- uh, breastfeed the, the two-month-old baby. Was well, she successful? Uh, obviously, the old woman isn't lactating, you know, because that old gray mare ain't what she used to be. <laughs> this is powdered milk. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, he wasn't getting anything, but that wasn't the issue. The mom writes that she's not comfortable with her husband's mom watching their son anymore, and she confronted the mother-in-law about it. What, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, this is gutsy all the way around. The mother-in-law turned it around and played the victim. The mother-in-law said, uh, checking on the camera was an invasion of privacy. She even called the daughter-in-law a bitch. <laughs> uh, now, that's now, hilarious. In the mother-in-law's defense, and I think anybody that's anybody that's been a parent of a baby knows this, the mother-in-law has a pretty good excuse. She says she was simply trying to calm the baby down. And that it wasn't a big deal. Okay. Now, if you've ever been around a crying baby, you know you'll, you'll do, do anything. anything. Please, I, I'll, you know, I got cash in my wallet, baby. How much do you want cash? Do you want, you know, I'll give you whatever, whatever it takes to get you to stop crying. I will give it to you. I have keys to. I've got keys to a brand new automobile. It's yours. I just need you to quit crying. I get the desperation of the mother-in-law, but again, I also understand that's. Fucking creepy. It's just weird. So now the mom is second-guessing her instincts, so she went on Reddit and said, hey, am I being the bad person here? Uh, My husband, the husband, uh, the son, does agree that the whole thing is way out of bounds. But he says we should give mom another chance. Also, it's a small price to pay for free child care. Hey, have you ever paid for child care? You haven't. You don't have kids. It's fish in a barrel. Once you find good daycare, once you find good child care... They know that they can gouge you for whatever they want because yeah. what are you going to do? My sister stays at home because they did the math and oh, she would just be working only to cover the fact that if someone's watching the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fish in a barrel when you find somebody yeah. great. Yeah. That's why I always laugh when you drive by like a street post and it says, you know, child care, you know, handwritten on a piece of cardboard. And you're like, wow, that has got to be a thin market because you can advertise on a street pole and still get jobs. You know, there was a tornado that blew through town a couple of years ago and it leveled a preschool down the street from my house. And it was a fairly modest building. The fucking castle they erected to replace it. Oh, yeah. It's one of the finer pieces of architecture on my side of town. Well, now she's... got a fucking bridge. Yeah, they're wondering if uh, maybe they should give mother-in-law a second chance. The uh, the daughter-in-law worries that she was wrong for checking in on the camera. I don't think that's true. I think if you got cameras, you can check in on them anytime you want. But she's also asking if she was out of line for re- refusing to let the mother-in-law babysit. Uh, a lot of people did uh, point out that there are a lot of ways to calm a baby down. Yeah, there is, but they don't work. And when they don't work, there, again, is a level of desperation. You'll do anything, anything to make that baby stop crying. You know, you'll sign over the deed to a plot of land to a child. Please, I just need you to stop crying. You're, now, like, you're now a property owner. Yeah, they're like, why does my two-month-old have, you know, six acres? You're like, that's the only way that I could get him to stop crying, so I had to sign it over. He's a farmer now. 
Uh, everybody does believe that perhaps if the mother-in-law would just apologize and admit that she was way over the line, that uh, then you can begin to repair the relationship. And since she knows and she admits, since she apologizes for what she did, then she knows what she did was wrong. And then you guys can can, can carry on. She and called you, me a bitch. Yeah, you go back to that zero point zero dollars every week for her mother-in-law to watch the baby yeah. instead of you know three hundred bucks. Oh my god, breastfeed the kid. It's gonna not gonna wreck him. But then a thousand dollars a month of childcare that would wreck my fun times. Yeah. But that initial horror of peeking in on the cameras, going, "Hey, I wonder what they're doing. Maybe they're playing like uh, you know uh, the game of life or something fun." Oh boy, it appears that that old woman is trying to be- breastfeed a, a child. A child. Man, the kid's just looking up at like, well, this isn't the normal titty I have in my mouth. No, I don't have to reach up as high. It comes to me. <laughs> hey, it's covered my face. Yeah, thank God for these thirty-four longs. <laughs> I barely have to move my head. Hey, all right. So there you go. There's your worst person on the planet. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, please share it around town and let everybody know. And again, you can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading to JLNKShow.com. And yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.